We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform. The Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same. And love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. This message yet again, in case it's your first time on that, it's one of our economic empowerment teaching series. You can be you can be speaking, you can be serving in church, and there will be nothing in your pocket. Not necessarily because you're not even working, you're working, but as the money is coming in, the money is going out. You're working, yet there is nothing to show for it. Or you come into a place like this, for example, there are needs in church. You desire, genuine desire to be part of what God is doing. Yet, you have no capacity. Not because you don't want to, but because you truly do not have the capacity. This series is to bring liberation to every one of us. Including those of you who have some thoughts, some ideas that have been hibernating. Books you want to write, business you want to start, a course you want to take, and all of all those stuff. Now, a- again, as a mark of, um, as a matter of, um, what do you call it now? Um, what do you call it? I want to give an exemption. There is a word in a maxim I was looking for. As a caveat, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. As a form of caveat, let me say this. I do not intend that you're all, if you don't have the metro for entrepreneurial um, 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 pursuit to go start a business as a result of this teaching. No. That was why in the very first teaching that I took, I told you, I said even in the regular 8 to 5 that you do, if that is what you think you are fine with, that is what you want to be doing, open your mouth in board meetings and contribute to discourse and let them know that the spirit of the Lord dwells in you. Bible says that when they saw the disciples they did not have to ask them any questions Bible says because of the way they spoke and the things coming out of their mouth Bible says they could see that they had been with Jesus Bible spoke to us concerning the life of Stephen who was martyred Bible says no one could resist the wisdom with which Stephen spoke hallelujah glory to Jesus so you don't have to be boxed into oh on that must you must go look for something to buy and begin to sell that's not it what it is is that what Thing you've chosen to do or you've chosen to pursue, you are pursuing them well. You are multiplying in whatever thing that you're doing. That is what is important. So this teaching this morning is also going to be in part two. I'm taking part one this morning and if Jesus tarries next week Sunday, we'll take the part two. Alright? So this particular one, my focus is for you to understand how God blesses a believer. How does God bless a believer? Then in part two, we're going to be exploring the essence of a believer's blessing and how to multiply the Lord's blessings upon your life. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So let's dive into it right now. Are you all ready? Are you all ready? Let me share with you certain truth to start with about God and his prosperity agenda. You need to pay attention to this. You see, it is good for us to come to church, declare over your lives the way I, I did, you know, during the priest. I mean, when the service started, you know, fast, worship, multiply, and all of all those things. But can I tell you the truth? As a pastor, I don't want to pastor broke people. You can come into the church broke. That's what I want. 
But you need to move from that level of brokenness. Or brokenness. You know, to abundance. That's my desire. I just don't want to pass to people who are fervent spiritually and not intellectually or financially. You see, this gospel of Christ can never move anywhere without money. If for any reason you are tired, you're just fine with what you have. You don't want more and there is no drive for more. That's also fine. But you know what you can do? For the sake of the destinies God will bring your way and for the sake of the kingdom, pay attention to this teaching series and multiply whatever God has blessed you with. Truth number one. God wants you to prosper financially. Did you hear me, church? God does what? God desires that you prosper financially. You see, this sounds very simple. You think it's something that every believer should know, but it will shock you that some actually think that too much wealth will take you out of God's plans. That too much money, if you get a job that pays you maybe six figures, you will become inconsistent in God's house. Some think like that. Listen, I say this all the time. No one's poverty impresses God. To become the entirety of what God desires you to be and to be very useful for the kingdom of the Lord, you need to have a deep pocket. You're going out, for example, you want to go witness to someone outside. This person hasn't eaten. How do you tell them, accept Jesus into your life if you cannot take them into tea martins and get them some donuts and some, and some tea? You meet someone who is naked, who is wearing tattered rags, does not have good clothes to put on. How do you tell them that Jesus loves them? Or how do you get them invited into church if you do not have money to buy clothes for them? If you go through the scripture, everyone in the Bible days, everyone that you find in the Old Testament, everyone walked in abundance. Every one of them. Those who walked in covenant. Because this covenant that you have in God, it's the covenant of abundance of provision. See, the earlier you get it, that God is pleased with you having so much, driving nice cars, living in a good house, working in nice places, doing something solid, the better for you. You know, some people also equate mediocrity to level of Christianity. Oh, you've not seen them? They equate their level of mediocrity huh, to their depth of holiness. I mean, you all are looking at me like I'm, you, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. I'm very certain you know what I'm talking about. So, things that they perhaps, if you see someone flying, not, let's take away flying, that's too much. You're driving past a street, this is summer season, you know, coming up. You would have seen, if you're observant, on the road, you'll see people with boats in their, attached to their vehicle. Going, this is long weekend, for example, all those beaches, they are full. Some of you would have seen someone with a yacht or, you know, a boat or whatever thing, you know, going to where they're going to, and you'll be wondering, mm, mm, child of the devil. Only God knows how he made the money. He, 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 must, have, he, must, he must have did designs into something. It's a lie. Listen, many believers need to be delivered from poverty mentality. 
I was like that. I grew up on a street in Lagos called Shobowale. It's somewhere around Ogba, Ikeja Axis. That was where my father's house or one of my father's houses was. When I was done with school, I decided to move. I reckoned that the environment where I live will determine most times the output of my life if I'm able to understand how to maximize the essence of that environment. So I moved from a low-level neighborhood to a place called Magodo GRA Phase 2 Shangisha. Actually, that was where I met Lady T. Hallelujah, glory to God. Come on and celebrate Jesus. Some of you need to move. In case you are, you are single, you are under the sound of my voice. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. That was where Lady T and I met. And before then, when I see people driving good cars, when I see people, you know, in the church I was attending, you know, contributing money majorly, you know, to things and all of that, there was just this poverty mentality in me that makes me feel that they've done something evil to amass such wealth. Because I just felt that it was impossible for an average person to have that much money without doing juju. Without being fetish about it. It was because of the environment and the indoctrination I had growing up. So you feel that poverty is actually very, you know, aching or has a similitude, you know, to your walk to Christian faith. So you feel that God is very impressed that every time you go, you show up in church, not because you don't have money for change of wardrobes, you wear only one pair of jeans and one pair of shoes every Sunday. Because the more that jean fades and that shoe, you know, the rubber eats up, the more holy you become. So when you are coming to church and it gets experienced him, they are trying to welcome you to church, for example, you say, you, you, you don't even need to respond. Just, bless you. Celebrate you. Celebrate you. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. When I moved, when I changed my location, I had a better light. I knew, if I, I got that knowledge first from my father-in-law. My father-in-law was a worthy man. He's gone home to be with the Lord now. I got that knowledge first from my father-in-law. He was a surveyor. If you mention a name, his name in Lagos, in Alausa uh, or whatever that sectariat is called, they all know him. All the big people, you know, they know him very well. He was wealth. He was living in the same estate. So then I began to say to myself, apparently it is possible for one to have Christ and have enough. And I have money without having to, you know, dip their hands into what they didn't have to. You didn't have to doctor figures. Many believers need to break free from that mentality mindset. You see someone now, you move into a neighborhood and just go into that. Maybe you come to a place like the Grange or you go to the Creeks or you go to um, what's that um, northwest region where the Polo Club is. All these people. I know how they got it. It was their father's father that bequeathed the wealth to them. It's a lie. People have businesses in here. People make money in here. People are doing well in here. Even those who are not believers. But every believer needs to stop equating lack, mediocrity, poverty to holiness. When that consciousness mentality is broken, you will be delivered, you will be free. You will know that truly God desires you to prosper. And that's why that's the number one thing I'm giving you this morning. God desires that you prosper. 
4 John 2, I wish, brethren, above all things, that ye prosper and be good at even as your soul prospers. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, verse 7. This is going to blow your mind. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. Take a look at your screen. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, verse 7. Let's start with NKJV. Take a look at it. He says, but as you are bound in faith. Sorry, is it 8, 7 I want to get? Or 8, 17? Sorry, just want to get there. 8-7, yeah, I was right, right? I was right, yeah. But as you are bound, is it NKJV? But as you are bound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you are bound in this grace also. What grace do you think he's talking about? Please move on. I speak not by commandment, but I'm testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. Move on. Verse number 9. For you know. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. Listen. The package delivered on the cross was a whole package. Did you catch that? It was a complete package. That package Jesus delivered you, delivered to you on the cross. It's not just healing package, not just deliverance package, not just salvation package. It's a complete package for everything and anything that you may need on earth. Because his desire is that you should actually leave the heaven here on earth before you begin to experience heaven in heaven. What Jesus, I mean what Paul rather, was referencing in that, that 2 Corinthians 8-9 was not any form of abundance. So he was talking about financial abundance. I have taught you as a church how to understand the scripture. Do a pretext, do a context, do a post-text. If you don't understand, read it in several versions you would understand. When you get back home, go study 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. Start from verse number 8 and begin to read. Paul began by, you know, encouraging, I mean, you know, admonishing our, you know, um, 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 uh, uh, acknowledging the Macedonian church. And how they gave, and how they gave, and how they gave, and how they gave. Then he was now telling them in verse number 9, release that number 9 again. Jesus, though he was very rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Listen, this scripture here was one of the scriptures that broke the hold. Of lack over my life. The fact that you know it. And you know that God is not angry. When you begin to earn good pay. Or you begin to do businesses and make good money. The better for you. Did you know there are people that will never apply to certain jobs. Not because they are not qualified. Not because they cannot do it. They take a look at the pay and say. Eh? Ah, this one is too much. Oh. Eh? This one is too much. Oh. Their mind cannot fathom how and why they are worthy and deserving of that huge chunk of money. That's the reason why many believers also go for interviews. Then they ask you, this is our band, 60,000 to 80,000. What is your expectation? What are you expecting to be paid? Because you don't want to lose the job. Say, uh, actually, 60,000 is fine. Come on now. Why? No, why? Why? As an HR professional, I've taught you multiple times as a church. Each time they give you a ban, never set you for the lower rung. They won't give you the, if they say 60 to 80, you can't get 80. Take it. 
there is something called allowance for progression in pay package in this country. Every year, there should be some cent or some change on your salary. That role you are applying for or that you want to get, someone is already there who's been doing that job for a while before you get in there. There is also called something called fair pay and equal pay here. Equal pay means that anybody, regardless of the color of your skin, regardless of your sex, regardless of your height, regardless of your age, whatever A is paid is what you're going to be paid. But to now give you the very um, you know, topmost, the, the max limit would be unfair to the person who's been on the same role. Then the moment you max that, the reason why they won't give you also is because by next year, there is no room to up your pay again. Then you get dissatisfied with that job and you begin to look for another job. I just took you HR 101. Come on, celebrate Jesus. So you see them. And you say, you can't apply. Say, Pastor, I actually don't know if I can do it. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Come on. You know you can. You know it's possible. The truth is that it's not what you have been asked to do that's scaring you. It's your mind cannot grasp why that page should be yours. Or why that title should be yours. Say after me this morning. God desires that I prosper. Please give me that 2 Corinthians 8, 9 in message translation. See the way message version puts it. The more you know it, the better for you. Especially for some of you who've been on the same job for three years for two years and in the same pay and there has been no increase. You've got to move. You're not a tree. Be loyal to your organization. But also be loyal to your career path. In those days in Lagos, 2005 up until like um, 2000 and uh, maybe like 10. Uh, apparently, maybe 2003, 2010. How were bankers getting, getting you know, ranks? You work in here, do like two years, get an ABO, move to another place. Immediately they give you SBO. Do two years or one year. See, listen, listen, listen. I'm teaching you this. It's not a crime for you to move. Especially if you know you are deserving of more. Yes, it's advisable that you stay put in a place for a while. Such that on your resume, it's not just showing that every six months, only you. Company A, company B, company. If the other whatever sees it, they'll say, oh, see, why is there such, you know, short, short terms in your organizations? But you've been doing the same thing for two years, for three years. You've been on the same level. Your liabilities are expanding. Your responsibilities are expanding. But your pocket is not expanding. Something is wrong. You are the one that this teaching series is for. Again, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. That career path you want to do, it's beautiful. But ask yourself, you've been on the same role. You've known that you don't have life for entrepreneurship. There are people like that. And that's no crime. You want to continue your admin role. You want to continue your customer service role, your HR role, your project manager role, and all of that. When was the last time you added to your certification? Give me that version, I mean, message translation, please. See what message translation says. It says, I'm not trying to order you around against your will. He said, but by bringing in the Macedonian's enthusiasm as a stimulus to your love, I am hoping to bring the best out of you. 
You are familiar with the generosity of our master. Next week, I'm going to teach more on this verse. It says, you are familiar with the generosity of our master, Jesus Christ. Rich as he was, he gave it all away for us. In one stroke, it became poor and we became rich. Again, this is not rich in health. Though. This is not rich in blessing and um, spiritual gifts. It is rich in money, in finances, in abundance. That's why I can tell you that the salvation package, the salvation package that you had, you know, that was delivered unto you, it's an awesome package. It has everything. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Bible tells us in Psalm chapter number 50, verses 10 to 12. But the psalmist says 50, 10 to 12. Psalms 50, 10 to 12. He says, the Lord owns the cattle upon a thousand hills. He owns the cattle upon a thousand hills. Everything is his. And everything he has, he has given to you. See, this that I'm mentioning right now, it's also a case of healing. Did you know some people also feel, and by the way, there will be a teaching series sometimes in this summer. I title it Healing Rain. Those of you that have been under the affliction of the devil, you know, you've been battling from one. In fact, you've personalized that sickness and disease. It's already in you. Say, hey, my headache is back. That series is for you. The same way Jesus desires you healed, health-wise, it's the same way he desires you prosperous. And again, if you're tired, you don't want to be prosperous for the sake of you being prosperous. Be prosperous for the sake of the kingdom. Come on now. I just mentioned TVs right now. How much is TV sold? If you go into Best Buy or you go online, you'll find 665-inch TV, $500. That should be something that someone in this church would say, Pastor, don't even mention that again. It should be an insult. Yet some of you, as I said it, your heart pricked. You began to think, ah, I would like to actually do this. But then, you remember your bank account. Ah, Lord, if only you can bless me. Because you have the heart, may the means be made available for you in Jesus' mighty name. Number two. Number two. I'm teaching on financial capacity and in this part one I'm wanting you to understand how God blesses a believer. Number two. Listen, pay attention to this. I've said this multiple times during this um, capacity to multiply teaching series. This is point number two. Value is money. Not currency. Not paper currency. See, you see this? This is $50. Why are, you, why are you looking at me like I should just... <laughs> Some of them are raising up their hands, you know, from the back. Hallelujah, glory to God. Okay, thank you, Lord. Sincerely, is there someone under the sound of my voice here? Without shame, you need this. You, you truly need it. You truly, please step forward. Without shame, you truly need it. Take it. See what I just did? I didn't plan it. I did not plan it. Someone needed it. But shame prevented you from coming out. <sighs> she has it. If you like, see her tomorrow. Ah, you were the one who collected Peter's money. Is it your money? <laughs> you get you what I'm saying? Someone needed Get me my wallet. 
you're, you're clapping. You don't know, maybe I want to bring out another currency there to use as an example. That which you have, what I just gave to her right now, uh, that is not money. Listen, pay attention to this. Your life is just about to be transformed. Value is money. Listen, if this changes to making money will become easy peasy for you. Again, see, you don't have enough in your pocket or you don't have at all. Not because you are poor. You are not poor. It's not because there is no money. It is because you're not creating value. Your office, they pay you salary. The salary they pay you, they pay it to you in exchange of your value. Pay attention to this child of God. Each time value is created, money will flow. Each time value is created, money will flow. Each time value is created, money will flow. God bless you. Please celebrate my protocol. Very diligent young man. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Each time value is created, money will flow. You are broke, not because you don't have this. You are broke simply because there is no exchange. Listen, you see this in my hand, this is a form of exchange. It is not money. Society calls it money for you. In the days of our mothers here, there was something called trade by butter. Abimas. Eh? Where, where this was not even in vogue. You, some of you did commerce and all of all those things in school. Where you want to buy yam. Huh? I mean, you need yam rather. Someone's got beans. You look for who has yam and use it to exchange for beans. Sometimes then when there was no legal currency or money or um, tender or whatever, you know, the seller of whatever thing they are selling will place their wares and their items on the table. You just go about and you just drop what you have, you know, and pick what you wanted. Listen, one of the reasons why you are broke is because you are fixated on this. Your bank account is not money. It doesn't matter how much you have in there. The day you cease to create value, it will be turn zero. The state at the state in which it is right now, it is a reflection of the level of value you and I have created. If I desire my bank account to jump up, I desire more money to flow into there, I need to do only one thing, not to run after this paper. You see, what happened to her right now that you saw was grace. We don't, there is no such thing as luck in the faith. Alright? What's grace that has just happened to her? But that is not going to be happening to her every day. Neither is it going to be happening to anybody every day. Some believers feel that to have enough, all they need to do is just walk on the road. You know, Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter number 3, say, bring out now the tithe and, or you know, um, the seats into my house and see if I will not open the windows of heaven unto you. Then you give unto God and you are expecting windows of heaven to be opened and money being dropped. If you want money, create value. Each time value is exchanged, the resultant effect is money. The moment you've got nothing to exchange, every time you get to store, put this at the back of your mind. I was in Walmart 
yesterday evening with my daughter, my son, Lashia and Adasa, and um, Hadassah had said that she wanted um, a shade, a dark shade. And uh, um, they wanted to use it for some things in their school, in their class. Well, truth is, I really do not believe her. You know, but I just chose to buy it. She likes fashion. So I bought her. In fact, Lashia was the one picking whatever thing for her. Anyways, we picked the shade that she wanted. When we were about living, we couldn't have left except to a thief. Walmart. Without parting with something from you in exchange for what you've just taken. This is the basic principle of life. It is the way money flows. If you cease to work, you cease to give your organization value, you fail to go to work, you stop going to work today, they will not give you money. Each time there is no exchange, something is not being exchanged, value is not being exchanged, the money will never flow. You are broke, not because you lack this. You are broke because you are not creating value. The day you begin to create value, this is going to... See, it's natural. It is what? It is a default. It's like plug and play. That's how simple it is. I've shared this multiple times. People sow seeds into my life. They sow seeds into my life in my capacity as a pastor. One of my daughters just started a business and then she said she wanted to see me, you know, and then she came to meet me and she gave to me you know, a first seed, a first fruit from a business. He said, Pastor Peter, this is yours. I just want you to pray with it for me and declare over my life and the business. And I received it and I did that unto her graciously. As long as value is being created, the flow of money will not cease. When value is no longer being created, when there is no longer exchange, this is going to cease. This ceases not because 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 is futile. This ceases because you have failed to create in value. And see, if you want more of this, there is also something you need to do. Just create more value. To create more value would then also mean that you would also have to heighten yourself in value. That was why I could tell you, if you're doing 8 to 5 for example, get additional certifications. Do something. When I got into this country and I decided that it was HR, you know, that I was going to pursue, HR has many branches and components. So I set it for learning and development. And when I started working with the government of Saskatchewan, part of my package, I could do any course that I wanted to do, that I wanted to do. And the government was going to pay for it. MBA, masters, or whatever thing. So my boss said to me, said, Ted, I think this um, diploma certificate in adult education will be needed for you. He said, but you may choose. By you rather. He said, you may choose not to do it. I thought beyond that role. I dived into that opportunity. I grabbed it. Because that certificate would be useful even outside that organization. And then I enrolled. Sent to Xavier University, they call it. It's in, um, where is it now? Is it New Brunswick or something? It's somewhere in the coastal region of the province of one of the provinces here in Canada. And I dived into it to do that. After I did that, my values, even at work, shut up. 
as long as value is being created or values are being created, flow of money will not cease. If you want more, you need to create more. Value is money, not the paper currency. The paper currency, this guy, is a means of exchange. Anytime you dip your hand into your pocket and you part with this guy, either physically or by interact transfer, it means that you are exchanging it for something. Meaning that you should have something in return for that which you are given. People get broke, they become broke because they are giving this out much more than the values that they are giving out. I shared with you a few weeks ago, there are so many things you can do in this country. As simple, if you're a student, you're under the sound of my voice. Go to Facebook Marketplace, for example. Buy phones. Use phones. Price it. $200, $300. Buy it. Go and resell it. Add $50 to it. You have a community. If you're in Regina, if you're in Calgary, you have a community of people. Think about what they may need. And create something out of it. I shared when I took the very first teaching how I ventured into the arbitrage business. My basement has always been there. Two bedrooms, fully finished, fully furnished. We, we that own the house, that live in the house, we don't go there every week. Because my children, they don't have access to gadgets during the week. Monday through Friday, until Friday evening. You can't touch a phone, you can't watch TV, you can't touch a gadget. It's your books. Me that I pass to you, teach you the word. Is it me that will go and sit in front of Netflix and be chilling when there are destinies waiting? But one day light came and I decided to open it up. And that began the trajectory. Listen. I told you, find five things you know you can do. Gift, talent, or abilities that you have. Streamline them into three. Then ask yourself, how do I monetize these things? That talent, that gift, that skill God has given to you wasn't given to you for give, being given to you for, for, for the sake of being given to you. God's desires is that you get a fee for something you could have as well done for free. So when you package that which you have, that's why you package your resume. When you want to go for an interview, you don't look that hard. Because you wanted them to be able to see you and figure out that you have sense. And that you can do, you're a fit for the organization. If this, enter, if, if you not gain anything in this part one, gain these two things. God desires your prosperity. He's already blessed you with them. Number two, value is money or money is value disabuse your mind from running after this. You know, I just had a witness in my spirit right now. There are some of you under the sound of my voice right now who are entering into a level of financial abundance and your testimonies will be tied to this teaching series in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you are an entrepreneur too. There are things you are doing. Ask yourself critical questions. How do I do the things that I'm doing? How do I do it better? 
regardless of what you do. Why should people patronize you? Don't say because you're a Christian and don't say because you attend lofty heights. In one of my teachings, I had explained how people pay for skills and not for talent. Some also rush out too soon. So, you don't stay enough in the backstage to be well cooked, hone your skills, get a mentor, get a coach, understand what you need to do well before you launch out. But because you are this driven, you're not value driven. You jump out and then you begin to offer people nonsense. Then they truly come to you and haven't patronized you once or twice. They say, actually, I don't like the way she cooks. Oh, actually, I don't like the way she does her things. Actually, I can get it better elsewhere. Unfortunately for you, for some of you, for example, greed also then made you to even heighten your fee. You want more money, but you have low in value. To make more money, you need to heighten your value. You can stay at the back. Look for those who have done or doing the things that you want to do. Ask them questions. Do your research. That's the process of you converting your talent into skills. Skills, if you have them, it will continually, it's like a flow of water. Endless flow of water. It will continually generate values for you to create money. My wife does cocktail business. Some of you know that. I was, that was before we came to the country. I was on Instagram one day and I saw a lady who was doing this. Guess what attracted me to the lady? Her presence. Her packaging. The way she branded herself. And the way she owned a business. She actually even looked like my wife. But my wife is more beautiful. Hallelujah, glory to God. And I said to myself, Toru can do this thing. So I sent her a message. I said, I would like to enroll my wife for your class. She said she was having a class so, so period. So I spoke to um, Lady T. And I said, you know, you women, you know, you are very blessed. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So, so I spoke to her to just be sure that if I part with the money, you will go to the class. But it will not be the one that you will not do. Say, so, oh yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. So we did. And she went in there. There is something you can do. Money will flow to value. Value will flow to money. If this changes, your life is made. I can stay on this for the rest of this moment now. If this changes, you are made. In your office too, the moment you stop adding value. That's why for those of you who are called for meetings or you're in board meetings and all of that and there are five, seven people in there, you know, you all are there talking and all, I mean, they're talking, you know, brainstorming, sharing ideas and all of that and they say to you, um, what do you have to say? Then you go, um, actually, actually, um, Erika just mentioned my point. Ah, 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 Erika just did what? Erika just, hey! Take what it, let us assume you were distracted. You were not interested in that discussion. Take that which Erika had said. Repackage it and represent it. It's a shame 
especially if you're a believer, you are in a meeting where godless people, pagans, are contributing, presenting ideas for. Then they ask you your own contribution. Say, actually, they've said it all. I don't have anything to add. And you'll be wondering why you're not promoted. Number three truth that I need you to know and I bring the teaching to an end. Listen, pay attention to this. This also delivered my life and it will deliver your life. Pay attention. You see, praying, fasting, serving in God's house, as beautiful as they are, will never grant you prosperity alone. You're wondering, Pastor, what exactly are you talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Praying, fasting, serving in God's house, doing whatever you're doing for God alone, uh, without doing certain things that I'm going to teach on, uh, will never deliver money to you. Listen, abundance does not answer or prosperity does not answer to prayer and fasting. If that is the case, uh, those people who labor, ah, didn't you read that story in that second Kings? That dude was a servant of God. He died in penury. He died in lack. His children were about to be, you know, taken away. He must have loved the Lord. He must have served the Lord. Yet he died in death. Praying, fasting, serving in God's house will not deliver it to you. Listen, number one, I'm going to do a tip on this and we'll bring it to an end. Number one way in which God will prosper you is by opening you up to realms of ideas. To do what? He will open you up to realms of ideas. That's the number one way. Next week Sunday, I would armor on this more be- I mean better for you. For you to fully understand. Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse number 18. Remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get well. You don't tithe. You don't give because of the fear of lack. If you take out that which you have, you'll never have enough. It's the reason why you don't have. Listen. Look at my hand. Can you see this? I have this in my hand. If I do this, you can't see what is in my hand. Please come, son. Come on, celebrate him, please. Take this. Please come this way so that the camera can capture your pocket. You need to lay none of hands. Now, I have this in my hand. But, um, for lack of better words, you know, akagom. You're tight-fisted. You've not learned how to be generous. He's got this in his hand. Huh? My other hand is also not empty. It's also tight-fisted. Because by default, I'm tight-fisted. I just don't release my hand for anything. I'm always closing it. Attempt to give me this money. Where do you think this money goes to? I can't take it. To get this that he has, I would have to release this that I have. I'll drop this that I have. Then he can give me this. Then I can receive it. 
And then I open up my hand this way yet again. Someone else comes, then gives me something else. That is the way prosperity comes. Pray fast. Lord, bless me with money. Yes, God can, you know, send people your way. Maybe for, for her, for example, you know, a prayer was just answered this morning. And that's fine. But you don't have to also just always rely on that. You can be productive with your life. Creating values. Number one, yet again, God desires you to prosper. Number two, money is value, not this guy. Number three, praying, fasting, serving, alone will never make you prosperous. Rise up on your feet this morning. Thank you. You're a big boy. You don't need this. He's a very busy, I mean, he's a solid guy. You know, I would have given you better change. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, glory to God. Is there someone worshipping here for the first time? A student. Is there a student here worshipping here for the first time? A student. Nobody. A student worshipping here for the second time. Please come, both of you. Come, 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 come. Make it fast. Be fast, be fast, be fast. God bless you. God bless you. Make sure you tithe, okay? See, look at my wallet. See what I have. Can I shock you? Before Friday, everything I've given out today, I'll receive them back. No, don't clap. I'm not. No, it's the way God deals with me. Everything I've given out today, I'll testify to you all on Sunday. Lift up your right hand up onto heaven. And then begin to give God praise. And say, Father, give me capacity to create in values. Give me capacity to create in values. Give me capacity to create in values. I open up myself to the flow of your ideas. The flow of your spirit. That I may walk in abundance as you desire me to walk. Give me capacity to create in values. Give me capacity to create in values. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. I love to hear we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. So you're under the sound of my voice and you're not saved. You've not accepted the Lordship of Jesus. This prosperity plan we're talking about, it is not yours. It is for believers. It's a covenant privilege. You have the opportunity this moment to enter into this covenant. If you're that person, all eyes closed and all eyes bowed. Please just say this after me. Dear Father, I thank you for today. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for your word that has gone forth. Thank you, Jesus, for choosing to die for me. I repent of my sins. Confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, please save me. Keep me in your warm members and make me yours forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Would you celebrate Jesus this moment? We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.